I know the American public is wondering this question. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you say Chris's last name? Yeah. And it, I I just, I know that we've had the conversation multiple times before, but years go by and somebody says it a way that I think knows you and they say it differently than I do. And I think, oh crap, am I saying this wrong? Am I, I, and I, and so to settle the score, I just, sure. how in the world do you say your last name? Duster. He says so, it with a U, folks. Yes. <laughs> it is spelled D-O-S-T-E-R, but it sounds like duster. Crop duster. That's what they called me in high school sometimes. I had a history teacher that Crop called me duster. Mr. Crop Duster. Oh, that's <laughs> original. He was, yeah, exactly. He so, had kind of an accent, and he was from somewhere, but he said it in this weird accent. And it's German spelled with an O, but it sounds like... Duster, yes. you. So, Associated Press, I know you're listening out uh-huh. there. <laughs> you can put it out in the papers. The, the official like report upon how to say Chris's. It's an name. old German name mixed with some Irish. And so, where's Dolacek from? We Did I say it right? <laughs> I don't know. Hard telling. The thing is, we don't even. I don't even know if you said it right or not. <laughs> Around here, it's pronounced yes, Dolacek, uh, with like an A in the middle. I've always. Uh, that's just the way it's been said, but we come from Czech Republic, so uh, it's got, it could have a Z in there for all I know at some point. Like, if you go to my ancestors at Bohemian Cemetery in Diagonal, okay, it's D-O-L-C-E-K is the way that it comes over, and then we Englishize it or whatever you want to say. We Americanize it for the new country and yeah. add a bunch of H's and C-K's and, yeah, all that stuff, so. Dolacek. Duster and Dolacek. Both of those names are, let's see, your last name, is it Arist, what's the word I'm looking for? A-R-I-S-T-O-C-R-A-T-I-C. What's that? Arist, it's like aristocracy or, yeah, what's that? Aristocratic? Yes, that's the word. I don't know why I could not say it this morning. Dusters are not known for their vocabulary. (laughs) Um, But I knew the word. I just couldn't say it this morning. No, like, have we ever told our listeners your lineage? Like, who you are the son of? Oh, yeah. Like, is that okay to public knowledge? You don't want to put that on here? It's not safe in this world today, no. Well, (laughs) that could be true. But let's just say he's our favorite politician okay my favorite oh, well you can see yeah, his yeah. dad my father he's sure. a very honest we won't even say his party but i mean are you, you can if you want you can look but him up. it wouldn't be hard but yeah he's yeah. all of I, I worked with him one summer and this guy is like you would never have guessed that he is a politician in today's world just because i think i don't i feel like politicians don't exactly have the best reputation anymore <laughs> well that's thanks to the media yeah yeah thanks to the media unfortunately too. lots of the bad apples it's like a crossfit box you know that's true you know all the bad ones get all the press that injure people and whatever and the yes. ones that are doing good work just humbly quietly by themselves right. don't get a lot of attention 
Yeah, is that you know? why nobody knows about the that's, that, that's why no one in knows. Southwest about, Iowa, 500 it, South Oak Street, CrossFit D.Y. <laughs> it's a problem within our society. I mean, honestly. Uh, that's true. You know, um, <clears throat> what do they say? If it bleeds, it leads kind of on the, you know, the yeah. late night story. Sure. So, so, yeah, politicians, I would agree that the the it seems like if from the media, the vast majority of them are worthless scum and scoundrel. And yeah. my father, though, he's a state. He's a state politician, yeah. so he isn't flying to D.C. or nothing. So he's very grounded. He comes home every summer and works like a dog. Yes. Uh, for for conservation. conservation. I worked yeah. with him one summer. Yeah. He and he outworks yeah. me every summer, and is he is seventy something, seventy one or something like that. So he's oh. uh, yeah, he's still going strong. But he's yeah. I think one he's of the ones dude. out there giving politicians a good name. Except except when you do it quietly, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But yeah. And I'm sure he has his enemies. So as soon as you said that, sure. you, just, you just earned yourself a bunch of <laughs> haters. Well, <laughs> half the people don't like him. The other part, I mean, yeah. Well, maybe this not. Is, maybe not half. Yeah. But. This has been your political update. Nah. On, uh, <laughs> we try to stay away from politics on here. I uh, think, yeah. Don't we? Yeah. Pretty much. Every, I don't know anything. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. But you are it. listening to not the political club, but the uh, you're listening to Club Junto. That's right. And this is me, Darren Dolacek, here with Chris Duster. Uh, and we're here to talk about whatever we want to talk about. But Chris said he had a surprise subject. I'm not sure if he had a segue for it or not. But um, Well, let's give a shout out to a new listener. Oh, no. We had a new listener this week. His name is Zach. We've mentioned Zach before, but that's little Zach as far. That's my son. Z? <laughs> we know Z? he listens. This is big Z. He's my brother-in-law from Iowa City, and he works uh, for the city up there and listens to lots of podcasts sure. and apparently has run out of podcasts to listen to. So I guess. he asked Slim for <laughs> He didn't know we had one, and he's like, what's the name of that podcast again? <laughs> I sent it to him, but maybe if you're out there, Zach, if you actually listened. First of all, we're sorry. <laughs> Second of all, thanks for listening. Hey, yeah, you we bet. apologize in advance. <laughs> no, this is so. No, that could be a segue. He's family. Uh-huh. I love him. Uh huh. All right. Uh-huh. Our topic today is love. Okay. Ooh, Darren, I can see him over there. Starting to sweat. (laughs) No, so I'm just going to start by saying, would you agree that you have fallen in love or you fell in love with your wife? Oh, that kind of love. I thought you were talking about family. (laughs) You could pick your friends. She's bold now, right? Romantic love, family love. Yeah, there's different. Sure. Oh, you want to go? We could go C.S. Lewis and talk about the uh, four loves, but uh, okay. Not, like, I don't do even. That. Well, maybe we can bring that up it's eventually. Okay. Hold it. Do, do I would get do boring? I, do I love my wife? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Simple yeah. question. I didn't put you on the spot there, too. Much. Good feel, answer. I just in case safe. she listens, <laughs> I, I feel safe in saying I yes. Think. <laughs> now you All asked right. if I fell in love with my well, wife. Well, yeah. You. Well, I. Yeah. I don't. Sure. Answer that question. Well, I think that that is a fascinating question. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, if we were to go to C.S. Lewis, there is the idea of, well, he says eros, which is, you know, we can kind of understand where that comes from. That there, That's where I think a lot of the falling in love comes from, where yeah. you are infatuated. Yeah. Um, 
at a heightened, <clears throat> I don't know if this is PC enough to say, sexual love. Okay. You know, where you're like, you know, yes, you're interested <laughs> in the person. Can't we say anything on podcasts? <laughs> yes, you can. You can actually you can say anything <laughs> you want. That's pretty dang. Darren, I, yes, we can well, I say just, I, you know. sexual love. <laughs> um, I don't like how you looked at me when you said that, though. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I think that love does have much deeper concepts and that love, in, in uh, you know, it is in a way, is, is a promise to love. Um, you know, when, I mean, I would say the covenant of marriage is when you're saying, I am I'm promising to love you. And love for you means uh, that even when I don't have a lot of the romantic feel-like love, yeah. I, I'm making a commitment to love sure. you. It is, it is something I'm going to, I'm going to do to you. It is, it is a verb in many ways. Yeah. It's saying... I am going to love you, and it's so an action too. You know, right? like, well, absolutely. I think involved involved in is a word of action, like it's right. Yeah. But it is something you are doing. Yes. you know. So I am, I am not. I don't just. I don't just love you in a conceptual sense, but that it, it actually provokes me to do something, and I'm I'm going to love you. So I like it. <laughs> like you and I just. <laughs> is that where we you, will take a topic and we'll just dive like deep like i don't know <laughs> that wasn't where i was expecting oh shoot to go but that's great oh, okay no that's great because well this is what it was is a friend of mine and i were i just i just happened to think about the expression and you kind of touched on this mm -hmm. the expression is falling in love yeah. or i fell in love uh -huh. And we didn't end up Googling it or whatever, but right. you, you mentioned the Eros, like, which is maybe like the Greek or Erotic Latin. Mm -hmm, yeah. But I was just like, why is it called falling in love mm -hmm. instead of landed in love or, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever in love? It's falling in love. And my contention was, and so, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, gal that i'm dating and we were talking about this i thought it was fun but i i was just like is it falling in love because sometimes it feels like you're out of control or it, you can't control it and i, I kind of just falling through air right. and space and like oh my I god did. i don't know what's happening here and <laughs> i think often it's like it's because it's something that's happening to you like yeah and you can't control it well yeah you're not making a rational you're not deciding it's just yeah. happening to you Right, so you fall. It's like you're free falling through air. You, right, yeah, you just can't control it. It just is. That's what yeah. I imagined. Like why it kind of became coined as a term. Right. Oh yeah, probably. But did you Google it, it, it already? Sense. No, I was looking up the four different loves in case you okay. asked me what they were. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I just wanted to hear your thoughts, and of course. We want to hear from all our listeners on why they think oh, it's called falling in love and just, I don't know, just feeling the love lately. And that was feeling the love in all areas of my life lately. Honestly, family love, relationship love, <laughs> romantic love, and just the love of my team at TYL. I feel like we're working together really well. And so, sure, I just thought it would be a good topic to throw out there this week. 
So, yeah, just thanks to Dr. Google here, it, it does say <laughs> that the, the term, the etymology for falling in love, it has been around since the 1500s, evidently. Yep. It comes from the sense of fall that means occur or become apparent, especially suddenly. So yeah. like if you just all of a sudden oh, you fell see. in, I, yeah, you it's like falling out of a tree, right? Like, yeah, bam! It, it just it's, it happens to you, but sudden, it's also suddenly, especially that it becomes apparent that you have fallen in love. Yeah, and I mean, sure, the term, and you could argue that term love even is overused, but it does have so many different connotations mm-hmm. when you think about it. Because I love CrossFit, right? I got yeah. fell in love with that pretty yeah. instantly. Yes. And then there's like the whole, is there love at first sight? Did you, do you think you had love at first sight mm-hmm. with your wife? I don't know if I really agree with that. I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe some people see somebody and they're like instantly like they feel love. I mean, think, I think that's more the physical attraction. But I've seen a movie about that, I guess. But <laughs> it's, it's right, portrayed yes. well in the movies. Yes, exactly. I just like the idea of when we get to know someone more and more that, you know, you start, there's the possibility of feeling this deeper love. Sure. Well, don't you, I mean. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you're dating. It could be, I don't know, maybe fall in love with a member of your family even more because you. Well, don't become you become more intimate, in, not romantically <laughs> intimate in the experience of becoming a father? I think there's an instance where there you, go. Um, you you have this creature who is nothing but trouble for you. And <laughs> <laughs> is, is really I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, you think about the, the weirdness of love in that in that measure, there is just something going on there that is that love is provoked. And you are saying, uh, I'm going to give up my time. I'm going to stay up all night. Sure. I'm going to get up and feed right. you and cry and take care of you. And and yeah, we all know and you and Zach, are, you know, have gone through the stages where now you actually just enjoy you enjoy. He's independent and able to do and But you, you enjoy. It's a different kind of love at this right. point. But I mean, yeah, it was. It is a a type of sudden uh, magnetic, whatever you want to say, reality um, of familial love, where you you fall in love. You're like, I I love this thing. I never sure. thought I would care about <laughs> anyone else like this, but just boom, all of a sudden, this is mine, and I love it, and yeah. you know, I want to care for it. Right. So that those things that does it does happen, and I think it could happen in adult. I mean, yeah. I, I think we, the, part of the trouble and, and why falling in love happens and falling out of love happens. And sure. so my probably problem with the language of falling in love yeah. is that it, it does seem to make it far too easy to fall out of love. Yes. And, and that there might not be any work involved. I mean, because I feel like a marriage or any relationship where Right. You want to foster this feeling of love or a strong loving relationship. There's some work. I right? and I think love well, I think love is work. That, that is yeah. and so if you if, if falling out of love can happen quite easily, I would I would be this is a good probably I don't know, 
I might hurt some feelings, but this is it's. I'm going to question the the veracity, the truthfulness, the depth of the love you fell into in the first place. Yeah. Um, because you know there there is a sense in which, um, love is not just a feeling. It is not just this this. It is more than that. That it is a complex reality but that involves things like commitment and care and perseverance and promise, sacrifice, absolutely (laughs) honesty, you know, and all of these things. And so, um, that's where culturally I'm hesitant to give much credit to falling in love because I kind of think, well, I don't know. I hope for you that you have, but we'll, you know, are you willing to weather some storms and and then we'll see, (laughs) you know, I, I, you know, that's, that's my pessimism coming through. No, maybe, I so. like. I think it's good points. I mean, something you. <laughs> I love how you said that. Here's this creature that's nothing but trouble, or something like well, that, about our kids. Who, if you've if you've had kid, if you've gone through it, you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> but it sounded like you know you you fairly instantly felt this, and you wanted to take care of them, and well, you were willing to get up in the middle of the night, and and I remember that with Zach. And then not as much with Finn, but I did spend, I changed some diapers with him and all this and, and I was willing to, yes, love this creature. But I will say with Zach, I wasn't super, I wasn't super healthy when he came into this world, physically or mentally or emotionally. And I think that clouded my love for him. It was weird. Yeah. Like it's kind of. It's kind of I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but that's just where I was in my life. And it and it helps me think about this other term that, you know, you can't love someone else before you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's overused, too. And sometimes yeah, I would. we could pick that apart. But all I'm saying is that I do remember when Zach was probably five or six and, you know, I had been I had cleaned up my life and got off drugs and alcohol for several years at that point. And I was going back to school at Iowa State, I think. But I just remember vividly thinking to myself, like we were, I think we were in the process of moving or doing some, some sort of change in our life. And I thought about how it would affect Zach first mm-hmm. before it affected, before I thought about how it affect me, really. And I, and it, it was like a, it's a real switch. It was a switch yeah. for me because I was so self-obsessed or, mm-hmm. and I think, I don't know. It just kind of like that shows if you really love somebody. Yeah. And, I mean, one way is like you think about how it'll affect them. Absolutely. <clears throat> but absolutely. I would propose and I would hope that most parents would, you know, maybe have it a little bit earlier, <laughs> but you know, I took care of him, kept him alive till then. Well, so. yeah. So there you go. There you go. Well, I think when it, on in your situation, I, I'm yeah, I don't really like the you can't love anyone else till you learn to love yourself. But, right. but I think that if you are, if you are working hard as people do with with substances, it, you're you're putting the effort in to care less about things. You don't you don't you don't want to keep you're, you're, you're trying. And from my understanding, you are trying to care less about life and whatever you're trying to escape. You've got right. worries, concerns, sure. and so you're you're medicating that 
So if if you're working hard to care about things less, you really can't care for anything at the level that you should. Yeah. And there's a payoff there sure. about yeah, you're 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 not able to really care just because that's kind of your life yeah, work that's at that your moment. Love. That's the love of your life, honestly. <laughs> Already, is the addiction yeah. or the obsession or right. whatever. I mean, not just yeah. Well, and and for many, I mean, in my own personal experience with things like addiction, not necessarily uh, you know, narcotics or sure. anything like that, but it is an effort to numb you to uh, things you care about. I mean, it's, it is a way, you know, people talk about retail therapy, yeah. you know, and really it's a, it's a shopping addiction, yeah. which is kind of silly, but it's a real, I think it's real that, we, you know, you get on your phone and you're browsing Amazon and stores to, to numb your mind to not think about yeah. certain things you might be depressed and upset about. And if you limit your ability to care about things, you, you limit your ability to care for things. And so, I mean, yeah, Absolutely. I can see how that would be a reality. Is is that one of your favorite forms of numbing, retail therapy? It's retail, not at the top of my list. Uh, it, but it is, I do. No judgment. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that if that and just... Um, it, it is like audio consumption. Like, I think... That's where, like, I spent the whole day yesterday, I listened to nothing, which is very rare for me. Yeah. And I just took a day just to think sure. and pray as I was walking awesome. around. And um, I don't do that enough. Right. Like, so I, you feel like there was value in that. Oh, I knew. Oh, no. You I, knew there was oh, value. Yeah, yeah. But, like, after doing it or while doing it, were you like, wow, yeah, this is, I should be doing this more? Well, I, I usually <coughs> always, well, I. I, yeah, I think, well, you dummy, what do you, yeah, you know, it's like, duh. <laughs> right. Um, but I would like to be able to mix both in, and that's sure. where, you know, I, I get, I have had a ton of value in in listening and read, I read a lot of books, you right. know, and so I, it, through audiobook. And so it, hmm. it that does help my learning, but it isn't, it can become an escape like you know you're walking around you're thinking about stuff you're upset yeah. you're you're you know is audiobook a company no oh i thought maybe you're trying to get a sponsorship for yeah. us again read audi- through audiobook audible audible <laughs> the is. Way you read and so you know i may just mention audible but spotify <laughs> is where you get your podcast which is what this is our company yeah. we use for the anyway so yeah love is um i just i i think one of the detriments to our society is the transience of love and mm. that it becomes very um just light mm-hmm. down to and you know, what you said on the language thing was true it, it is difficult to go around all day saying oh i love snickers i love <laughs> coffee i love going to the coffee shop i love <laughs> listening to audiobooks sure and then you go home to your wife and say i love you I and kind of the like, same way with hate. Like that's, I feel like they're both on the <laughs> you, you somewhat opposite ends. It, it loses but its emphasis. Yes, power. My grandmother was like, "You don't hate anything." Like she passed that on to my mom. <laughs> right. Kind of a saying we'll hear in our family. You don't hate anything. That's that's too strong. Right. You know, which is kind of true. It's a <clears throat> there's things to hate. But if you, if you walk around saying like, oh, I hate you, know, it, 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 it diminishes the force of the language or, you know, it, it diminishes the concept even. But I, I think that when I look around um, at, at relationships, there is a real sorrow, I guess, over kind of the the lightness of what we conceive of as, as our love for things. Yeah. And, and I think that's unfortunate.
Now I sound like a grumpy old get off my lawn, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can we say that we love all our listeners with certainty. I absolutely over the moon and am in love, in love, <laughs> I've fallen in love with every listener. Oh my god, that is a great way to put it. Yep, I couldn't have put it any better. I agree. Yep, and if my wife hears this, she'll yep. say, "Wait a second, she- what?" <laughs> You have no. Who knows Who knows who's out there listening But alright Well We figured out love Let's move on <laughs> What's next what Okay now we've got that solved uh, Yeah We did it How Yeah How's life Darren <laughs> <That's>, Uh oh <laughs> Now this is the part We're where, right. Wait We've gotten to this Like uh, What's how, How's life going Um, I think that It is a worthwhile topic to just to to consider you know um with c.s lewis and the four loves he talks about it's a philosophical thing but there's storge which is the empathy bond that you get when you have a child it's this it's the familial just like uh kind of root level and that yeah these are all greek there's philia you know which is brotherly love like philadelphia is the city of brotherly love right and so there's Phileo, but it's it's Philia is what this thing is okay. saying. But it's, you know, so like friendship. Yeah, and then there is okay. the Eros, which is romantic love. And then there's agape love, which is God's unconditional love. Okay. And so it is it is a love that is set upon someone that uh, no matter what, they, they they are choosing their, their, their love is set upon someone. Yeah. Those are the four categories that C.S. Lewis. So, yeah, no, that's cool. He came up with, yeah, he wanted to categorize basically the different types of love. I think that, I don't know if it's necessarily, I'm trying to figure out if it is something he created. He's a, he's a literature, right. he's a literature professor, you know, and read the Greek classics and everything. And so I think this is his recogni- recognizing the different types of love throughout literature and throughout history that we recognize as a type of love. Um, what falling time in love was not was one of them. Was C.S. Lewis again? What's that? What time period was he? Time when period he was C.S. Lewis. Uh, this book was written in 1960. Oh yeah. So yeah, okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's he lived through World War, the two World Wars. Ah, so I mean, he's right. he's in that period in 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 England at that time. So I mean, he's in that time period. Yeah, he just seems fascinating. Because he was a philosopher slash he was a Christian, right? Yes, wrote he some... converted later in life. Okay, uh, and he wrote yeah. books in that realm too, right? Yes. But yet he has this, like most of you may know him from writing the Chronicles of Narnia. Right. Right, which is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was the first book in that. And yeah. I read it when I was a kid and was... Yeah fascinated with yeah. of course there's movies on it now yeah of course. i mean they're a while ago but yeah they're not nearly as good as the book they, they never are the way it goes but but no i mean he's just and then he uh, he has lots of amazing quotes too i think that just kind of make you think but i think c.s lewis is a good thinker I, I think he's a good thinker but yeah he has <laughs> he has a book mere christianity that's out there that's kind of a philosophical assessment of christianity and yeah i mean he sure. converted later in life uh interesting as an, uh, and lived through a lot he has an interesting book on grief because he a wife a woman he loved and died ah. suffered and died and so he has a whole book on observing grief from wow. kind of a christian perspective and 
yeah, there's like the four loves, but he has, and he also has a space trilogy, a fiction set, uh, um, that hit wow. that hit his strength and Paralandra, and now I can't think of the third one. I started saying them, but um, so you read that one too? I've read the space trilogy. It's tougher yeah. than Narnia, but anyway. Yeah. Huh. That this has been your book update, your C.S. Lewis update. <laughs> so get out there and love somebody. You know, yes. that's what we're trying to say. I think that's. <laughs> Yeah, what's your favorite love quotes now? Get out there and love someone. It's better to have loved and lost than never, never loved, loved at all. all. There you go. That's <laughs> right. The only thing you need is, well, that's Beatles, I guess. Yeah, love. that's a good one. I have to admit, I'm, you know, children of hippies and love is, yeah, it's thrown around a lot in those circles. It, <laughs> love is all that matters. Love will solve everything. Yeah, well. It seems... It, I was doing some research on this. Is, this is silly, stupid, but I, because I quibble with that. If all you need is love, and so I was looking up the Beatles stuff or whatever. And interestingly, that's one of their earlier period songs. You know, yeah. And that, at the end of the band, like all of that, I came up as Lennon or one of them was quoted as saying, "Well, George is really the only one that believes that anymore." <laughs> that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of I can't remember uh, where I read George the article. Is still, <laughs> why they were just saying that he's still kind of. I think of they like, meant like yeah, he's still stuck with back. that idea. Yeah, yeah. We've moved on. That yeah, you need more than yeah. Once you get into revolution, you oh kind my of need god! More than but love, that's but <laughs> where we could go uh, with this because. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the hippie in me or the whatever in me wants to say if everybody just loved each other like their brother, that is all we need. But at the same time, I agree that there's this yin and yang paradox of everything. Like, it's obvious that we basically, it seems like we can't exist without kind of the opposite of that. Because we're always, somebody's always at war somewhere. And there has to, it's almost like there has to be the, the opposite of love is what? Evil? Who knows? But. Yeah. They're like, or it's almost that, like, you know, how do you know if you're, there has to be up and down in life because if you're happy all the time, you would, wouldn't know what. That's, that's a yin and yang concept. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I would say that we have greater uh, the, from the worldview of um, the world is fundamentally broken. And so our loves themselves are bent in wrong directions. And so if you say all you need is love, that immediately needs a qualifier and say love for what? Because there are people who love all kinds of things that sure. we would say this is not healthy for you. This is not good. And so the person's living a loving life because they love X, Y and Z and they're they're pursuing it. And yeah. you got to say, no, but that's not a healthy pursuit. And so you need there needs to be more interest, introspection, more definition on what do you mean by right. love and love for what? So it, it just it's because it's a complicated world. It's easier to just. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a it's nice easy slogan. To say. But yeah, it, it, it's a nice slogan. It's easy to say. And it's it, it maybe it looks great on a picture on your wall to that. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, but we have to go into the you're saying that we have to get deep like the, you and me. Everybody world, needs to get deeper on it. Oh, and my stop. goodness. So deep. So deep. Uh, yeah, it it might turn out that the world is a little more complex than yeah. sloganeering can fix. <laughs> and yeah, there's always gray in the middle. It's That's why we have podcasts. That's true. <laughs> to figure it out. Thanks for checking out, uh, listening to us. If you've hung in this whole way, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'd love to. I hope you've enjoyed. Anyway, we love that you joined us. Next week, we'll I don't know solve more world problems. 
Totally. All right. Until next time. Keep, Keep loving, loving, Chris. Chris.